This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Catitude. I'm your show host, Michelle Byrne. I'm so excited today because we're going to talk about longevity in cats. And wouldn't be great if your cat, instead of living maybe 10, 12 years, which is kind of the average, like 12 to 15, could live 25 years? Well, my guest today has done extensive research and he's going to tell us all about it. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Dr. Gary Richter. He is an MS, DVM, and author, and he has written the book, Longevity for Cats, a holistic, individualized approach to help your cat live longer and healthier. Welcome, Dr. Gary. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited to have you because, I mean, hey, look at this subject, how to find out how to extend your cat's life. Who doesn't love that? You know, if there was anything I could wish, it would be that fur babies could live a lot longer than they do. Agreed. You know, we're lucky, you know, cats live pretty long. 20 is is not unheard of, but that doesn't always happen. So tell us, what does it really mean when you talk about longevity in cats? Well, you know, when we when we use the term longevity in general, I think it means a lot of things to a lot of people, you know, and to me, longevity is really a combination of both how long a person or an animal lives, but also how well they live. I mean, I think any of us would agree that none of us sort of want to live to be 110 years old if we're miserable for the past 30 years of our of our life. And I think the same thing is true with our cats. Uh, you know, we want our cats to live a really long life, but we want them to live a long and healthy life. And I think that's really, I think that's really where we're coming from, from a longevity perspective, the, you know, the, the big change. Uh, and, you know, the thing that had, you know, that, that prompted me to write this book is there have been so many advancements in the science of longevity, you know, in the past five years or so, that for the first time in human history, we actually have the ability to make a difference as far as how long people are going to live, how long our pets are going to live. We can actually start to pull those levers and press those buttons in such a way that our cats can live longer and better lives. And I felt that it was something really important that people should know about. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, there's something to be said for how you live, 
and how long you live and, you know, quality of life. What is something that you can do right now to change your, you know, your cat's life? So even if your cat is, you know, you might have a kitten, you might have a cat five years old, 10 years old. What is the simplest thing we could do to say, okay, I'm going to make this change and that's going to help my cat's life. And there's a good chance my cat might live longer. Sure. Uh, and that's really a great question. And, you know, there's a lot of things that can be done to affect longevity. And some of them are very technical, very sort of, you know, advanced cutting edge science. And some of them are incredibly easy. They are things that anybody can do at home right now with their cat. And these things can make an enormous impact on both quality and quantity of life for our kitties. So what are those things? Well, I think the three things that anybody can do at home is to improve diet, exercise, and lifestyle for our cats. And, you know, what do I mean by that? From a, from a diet perspective, you know, diet is probably the single most impactful thing that affects our health and the health of our pets that most people probably don't think about on a day-to-day -day basis, particularly when it comes to our pets. I'm glad you said that because when you said our cat's lives and our lives, because as you were saying that, I thought, hey, that's kind of the same for people, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely the same. I mean, I think we've, you know, we've all heard the, uh, you know, the old saying, you are what you eat. It is, turns out that that's actually true. And we also all intuitively know that the more fresh whole foods we as people eat and the less highly processed food that we eat, the healthier we tend to be. Um, but for some reason, that sort of common sense knowledge does not always translate over to our pets and particularly our cats. So really the place to start from the standpoint of, you know, if, if you're trying to answer the question of how do I help my cat live a longer and better life, the first thing that we need to address is their diet and get them on a fresh whole food diet and away from highly processed foods like kibble and canned food. Okay, so how could someone, say someone is really into that, or they want to cook for their cat themselves, what do they have to keep in mind? And even though we've talked about this on the show before, let's also mention that even though everybody's doing, you know, eating plant life and, you know, plant food and all that kind of stuff, I did it before it was fashionable. So now there's so many choices, but it's not good for your cat. Your cat cannot go meat free. Agreed. So really, you know, the place to start from the standpoint of figuring out like what is an appropriate fresh whole food diet for, for anybody, cat, dog, human, what have you, is you have to look at what that species evolutionarily developed to thrive on. So while it is a true statement that every animal on the planet evolved eating fresh whole foods, Certainly what is an optimal nutritional spectrum for a person is different than a dog and is different than a cat. So to your point, cats are unquestionably obligate carnivores. And what that means is, is they need meat in their diet. I have never and will never recommend that people make their cats vegetarian. That is a very, very bad thing physiologically for kitties. And if your goal is to have your cat live a long and healthy life, that is not the way to do it. But to kind of drill down a little bit deeper, 
you know, what does a fresh whole food diet look like? Um, you know, it can look like any number of things. It can look like things that you could buy either online or in the pet store. So things like frozen cooked food, frozen raw food, there are freeze dried options out there. And as you mentioned, you can also make food for your kitties at home. I think that is a wonderful option for people who don't mind spending a little time doing it. The only sort of caveat there is that you just need to work off of a properly balanced recipe so you know that your kitty is getting all of the nutrition that they need. You know, it's not as easy as just put meat in a bowl and call it good. Uh, we need to make sure that these kitties are getting all of the vitamins, minerals, micronutrients, antioxidants, what have you, that they need in their diet so, you know, they can be healthy now and for years to come. Okay. And then the other part is exercise and lifestyle. Yes. It's amazing. I think with the, well, they say this for a lot of things, but if you don't use it, you lose it. True. And I found even in myself and starting up at the gym about a year ago, certain parts of your body, if you're not used to bending in a certain way, start to not want to bend that way. And you have to, you know, kind of get back into it. And it's amazing how fast your body gets back into what it was. Maybe not that fast, but you know what I mean? <laughs> if the wheels are not working a certain way and you start working them that way, they they start to work. So what can you do for your cats? And cats, I wouldn't say my cats are lazy, but they sure do like to sleep a lot. Yeah, they do. Um, they're very good at it. So here's the interesting thing. I mean, cats are natural athletes. You know, they're remarkably athletic and agile and flexible you know, I mean, you look at what cats do in the wild and, you know, it doesn't take long to see what they, you know, what their natural abilities are. Now, when it comes to our pet kitties, the first thing I'll say from an exercise perspective is it is really important from the longevity aspect of things that your cat lives indoors. The data is unquestionable that cats that spend time outside do not live as long as strictly indoor cats. There are just too many dangers out there, be it cars, uh, dogs, wild animals, any number of things uh, can really, really cause major, major problems. So keep your kitties indoors, please. Uh, it will help them live longer. It will also do an enormous favor for the wildlife, the wild bird population, what have you in your neighborhood. That said, if you're going to keep your kitty indoors, now their degree of exercise sort of becomes your responsibility. And you can manage that in any number of ways. If you have more than one cat, it may be that they sort of running around chasing each other and getting exercise. If you just have the one, they can get a little bit sedentary. Uh, and that's when we have to engage them in playtime. Uh, so, you know, regular sort of scheduled playtime for a very definitive amount of time each day, whatever works in your lifestyle. But you have to figure out what what gets your kitty engaged. So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's a certain type of toy. Maybe it's a catnip kind of thing you can train cats to take advantage of their their hunting instincts and you can train them to hunt for food or treats throughout your house there's a lot of things you can do there is um you may have seen these products like catios where you can effectively set up an enclosure outside so your cat can get a lot of the benefits and the stimulation of being outdoors but they're safe and they're not getting into trouble. So there's a lot of things that you can do, but just allowing our indoor cats to be sedentary, you know, that is one of the things that will catch up with them later and cause problems that could range anywhere from arthritis to back-related issues uh, 
to anxiety, poor mental health. There are a lot of things that a lack of exercise can lead to. It's no different than it is with us as people. But again, you know, when we're talking about our pets, we're really talking about our responsibility as pet owners to feed them and care for them and make sure that they have the lifestyle that they need and that they're going to thrive on. And similarly, you know, so we've talked about diet and exercise, but lifestyle as well. So there are many things in a cat's life that can lead to stress and anxiety. Okay, but I have a question. You mentioned indoor and outdoor, and I believe in keeping my cats indoor. But in other countries, they have a whole other viewpoint. So say in the UK, it's very common for cats to be indoor, outdoor. Why is that? Well, I mean, clearly it's a cultural thing, but there's no there's no difference in the dangers that exist out there for kitties, regardless of what country that they live in. And like I say, the research is, is unquestionable. The more time your cat spends outside, statistically speaking, the shorter their lifespan is. I agree. And you were saying about stressors on in their life. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think we all know as people that stress can have a physiologic effect on us. You know, I don't think that there's any adult out there who hasn't experienced that from time to time that, you know, whether or not you get you know, you get gastrointestinal issues or you get headaches or whatever you may get related to stress. We also know as people that stress uh, can be linked to things like high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, stroke risk, et cetera, et cetera. There's no difference when it comes to animals. They experience stress just like we do. And sometimes, you know, when it comes to cats, their stress can come from any number of places. It can come from, you know, other animals in the house. It can come from the people in the house, whether or not that is, you know, something that the people are even aware of, but, you know, realize that cats are very, very attuned to what's going on with the other people and the animals in the house. And, you know, and if you happen to live in a very sort of tumultuous environment where maybe there's a lot of arguing or yelling or, or, you know, there's a lot of loud noises or sudden movements, that kind of thing can stress kitties out. And, you know, it's not to say that your cat, just like you as a person, is not periodically going to have a bad day here or there. You know, this is not about your cat can never have a stressful moment in their life. That's certainly not the case. But we're talking about big picture, long term issues here. Anything that we can do to limit their amount of stress and make their lives, you know, relatively stress free by providing them with a healthy environment, a regular routine. Cats love routine. So making sure that they're eating the same time every day, their litter box is changed on a regular basis, playtime is sort of scheduled at regular times. Cats like to know what's happening when. You can sort of think of kitties as like a really OCD person. It's really important for them to know what's going on at all times. And if they have a regular routine in their life, then they're not worrying about the uncertainty of what's gonna happen because they already know. And on that, we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back. everyone, Michelle Fern here. You know, my cat's old food was kind of stinky and the cat's breath would smell and kind of old school. I wanted something more 21st century. I was so excited when I found Smalls. My cats have now been eating Smalls for 30 days and I see a big improvement. First, Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients, just like you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started back in 
2017 by a couple guys that were home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. Today, Smalls has served millions of meals to cats all over America. I love the fact that I could see a big difference in Charlotte. Charlotte used to get a lot of irritation on her underbelly from nervously itching herself or, you know, who knows what. And now I see a big improvement that sold me. I am so glad to see this big difference in Charlotte since she started eating smalls only 30 days ago. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their food that you can try it risk-free. That means they will refund you if your cat won't eat their food. But that's not going to happen because the cat food is delicious. And I love how it smells. So here's the best offer you're going to find. Remember, high-quality ingredients mean a healthier and happier life for your kitty. Head to smalls.com slash pet life and use the promo code pet life at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code pet life for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code pet life for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on pet life radio. Pet life radio. Pet life radio. Petliferadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Dr. Gary Richter, and we're talking about longevity for your cats. So you have a section in the book that you talk about the holistic approach and allopathic medicine, and you discuss whether you should vaccinate or not. And I like a lot of the points you make, because in some cases, you are absolute. In some cases, you're like, well, you know, do you, you don't really need this. Why I've gotten different viewpoints from, you know, different veterinarians that I've gone to over the decades I've had pets. Why do you think it's so varied, the viewpoint of veterinarians about vaccinating? Some want you to vaccinate for everything and some are just, you know, if you don't need this, then you don't need this. You know what? I think I think a lot of it depends on what any individual person or veterinarian's approach towards medicine is. To me, the only really successful way to practice medicine is to do it on an individual basis. And what I mean by that is, you know, cat A may have very different needs physiologically and, you know, than than cat B. It's the same thing for for people. You know, I may have very different medical needs than you do. And there's no reason to think that every person or every cat should receive the exact same healthcare. And, you know, particularly if we're talking about keeping cats indoors, you know, within the spectrum of a discussion about vaccines, to me, there's two questions to answer when we're considering should we or shouldn't we give a vaccine to a kitty? And those questions are, number one, is there a realistic chance that this cat is going to get exposed to this disease? And number two, if the cat gets exposed to this disease, how bad could it be? And those are really the questions to answer. And really, you know, if you have a strictly indoor cat, the answer to the first question of, is there a realistic chance that my cat is going to come in contact with disease X? The answer is almost certainly no, if your cat's not leaving the house. So, you know, for example, cats are only going to get feline leukemia for, from a bite or a scratch from an infected animal. If your cat's not going outside, where are they going to get exposed to feline leukemia? Similarly, rabies. If your cat's not going outside, 
where are they going to get exposed to rabies? Now, you know, when it comes to rabies, I am kind of a, a proponent of giving kitties at least one rabies vaccine just to give them some immunity in case they should get outside. But outside of that, for me, vaccinating cats is a minimalist activity. It's a question of how little can I get away with giving this kitty and still keep them safe? Because the thing about vaccines is they are not completely benign substances. Vaccines have consequences. Uh, just to be clear, I am absolutely not anti-vax. In fact, I give vaccines to a lot of animals, but what I am is I'm anti-overvax. I think a lot of animals in veterinary medicine are over-vaccinated um, to their detriment. And that's the kind of thing that we need to think about, particularly through the lens of longevity. I really like that. And from what I know, one of our show hosts, the esteemed Dr. Jeff Werber, he has a similar opinion um, on vaccines and sometimes thinks that I don't want to put this on younger veterinarians because that's not true of everyone, but there are some veterinarians out there that are just, you know, taught just vaccinate away. And yeah, sometimes the, the, the thing is why it's very different, you know, cats that are always indoors versus your dog that, you know, you take on walks, even if it's right in front of your house, your dog is entirely different than your cat. I agree. And, and and I know that's not the this is not the topic du jour, but the conversation is exactly the same for dogs. Clearly, it's different vaccines and different answers to those questions. But, you know, there's plenty of vaccines that a lot of dogs get that they probably don't need either. OK, I like that. What about supplements? Sure. So supplements is kind of the next tier of things after nutrition. And the purpose of supplements, there are several, you know, one of the purposes of supplements is to close any gaps in the nutritional profile of what your kitty may be eating. And the truth of the matter is, is even if they're eating a really high quality, fresh whole food diet, there may be things that they're not getting in their diet. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But the bottom line is, you know, there are supplements that can really be helpful for kitties from the standpoint of just checking some nutritional boxes. So, you know, the, the one that always immediately comes to mind to me is omega-3 fats, particularly EPA and DHA, like would be found in fish oil. You can't say enough about the benefits of omega-3 fats. And a lot of cats and dogs and people don't get enough of them. And it really can have a significant impact on health and longevity. Outside of the direct nutritional aspect of things, then when we start looking at supplements, another thing that we're looking at is, can we use these supplements to specifically leverage bodily processes that will affect our kitty's longevity? And if you look in the book, Longevity for Cats, you'll see there is a long list of both supplements that are discussed, as well as what are called hallmarks of longevity. And what these are, these are the cellular processes that occur in the body that either keep us young or lead to us aging and eventually dying. And it turns out that you can use certain supplements to leverage certain processes in the, the hallmarks of longevity to help animals stay longer. Probably, uh, you know, probably a really good example of that is resveratrol. Resveratrol is the active component in grapes, like uh, grapeseed extract. It's one of the things in red wine that is very healthy for people. Resveratrol is one of those supplements that can make an enormous impact on health and longevity, and it's easy to get and easy to give. Is it found naturally or only as a supplement? 
Well, I mean, it is found naturally, but it would be difficult, for example, to get as much resveratrol as you would like to get in a person or a cat purely just using whole foods. You know, like I say, I mean, one of the most sort of potent sources of resveratrol is grape seeds and grape skins. Clearly, you're not getting your cat to eat grape seeds or grape skins. So in that case, it's just easier and better to just supplement it rather than struggle uh, in any other way. Well, that's why people take multivitamins. It is true. There'd be two of you if you ate probably the quantity you need to for some vitamins. Let's talk about how we can check out cat's help. Because as we know, our cats are stoic creatures. They're hard to read. They don't give you any kind of clue as to what's going on with them. So how can we figure what's going on with them? Yeah, you know, cats are really tricky animals in general are tricky in the sense of of really getting a, a good read on how they're doing because i mean obviously they're nonverbal. but even beyond that you know the thing i think a lot of people don't realize about dogs and cats is that despite them having been domesticated for a very very long time they still retain a lot of their hardwiring from their wild ancestors and the reality is is as a wild animal if you look sick or injured you will be targeted by a predator and that still sort of sits in the brains of our dogs and our cats, which means at the end of the day, they will do everything that they can to make it look like everything's fine, even when it's not. And by the time they look sick, they've probably been sick for a while. Uh, and you don't really need a degree in medicine to understand that a late stage diagnosis does not lend itself well to a lot of successful treatment options. So really, Another piece of longevity medicine is taking a very proactive approach to our pet's healthcare. So we don't want to wait till our cat looks sick until they're not eating or they're obviously losing weight or they're limping or they're, you know, regularly vomiting, what have you. We want to get out ahead of that sort of stuff. So some of that can be done with routine visits to see your veterinarian. Some of it can be done with routine blood work to check and see, for example, what is the health of their kidneys and their liver and that sort of thing. That said, you know, there's only so much that those tests are going to be able to tell us. And it may be that we need to access other diagnostics to look for other, you know, other potential problems. So for example, you know, we can look at things like vitamin and mineral levels. We can look at markers for inflammation and even potentially markers that may indicate early onset of cancer. You know, the bottom line is, is the earlier that we find out about this kind of stuff, the better and easier it is to intervene and provide a good outcome. Hey, that's great information. You have, so as we're coming to the end of the show, we discussed this, of course, not that long ago. It's only a 30-minute show, but you have this triangle of what is kind of an overview and I look at it as what is the number one thing you need to do and then going up. So can you just go over that briefly? Sure. So, you know, we're talking about effectively a pyramid. I think probably everybody's seen like the food pyramid, you know, so think of something kind of roughly like that. But, you know, it starts with what we were just discussing, diet, exercise, lifestyle, moving up from there. You know, we're looking at supplements, taking one step beyond that. Then we're looking at things like pharmaceuticals that can have impacts on health and longevity. 
And then even going one step beyond that, you know, we can step into the realm of, you know, what I would call more, more sort of cutting edge science. So regenerative medicine. So things like stem cell therapy, platelet rich plasma, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, ozone therapy, all of these things are out there and available for our pets. We need only to avail ourselves to them. But again, you know, I just want to be super clear that you know, you can do all the stem cell therapy in the world on your cat, but if they're not eating the right diet or living a lifestyle that is conducive to longevity, you're probably not going to have an enormous amount of effect. So you really do have to lay that foundation, that groundwork at the beginning, and then work yourself, you know, work your kitty up from there. And I think the last thing that I'll say in that regard is, as I've just said, you know, the most important part of this whole pyramid is the foundation is diet, exercise, lifestyle. And that is a thing that everybody can do at home right now. All the rest of it, I am happy to chat with you about. Read the book. You'll find out all kinds of information about it. Great stuff to avail yourself and your kitty of, but you got to start at the beginning, and that's the easiest part for you to do. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on Catitude. Where can people find your book? So you can find the book anywhere where books are sold. Amazon, your local bookstore. You know, there is the hard copy version. There is an electronic version. There is an audio version. So there is a version out there that suits your needs and your lifestyle. So uh, you can pretty much find it anywhere. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing this amazing information. I don't know anyone out there listening who isn't interested in having their cats live a longer, healthier life. So thank you, Dr. Gary. Thank you so much. Oh, I hope you all enjoyed that. The book is a wealth of knowledge, as was Dr. Gary Richter. I hope you found this show informative. It was an eye-opener for me and just kind of validated some things I knew and answered a lot of questions for a lot that I didn't know. So be sure to check out Longevity for Cats and it's by Dr. Gary Richter. There will be also information, of course, on the show page for this episode. I want to thank my cats that are living their long, healthy, best life, Dennis, Charlotte, and Molly. And of course, again, thank you to my guest, Dr. Gary Richter, for coming on Catitude. Thanks to everybody that listens to Catitude. You know, we're anything and everything cat. And I try to bring you the most informative, interesting information possible and i think this book did it so hope you enjoyed the show thank you so much for listening and then of course the show wouldn't be what it is without the magic of my producer mark winter so thank you mark and hey remember lose the attitude have catitude let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com <laughs>